everyone. I hope you all are doing great. It's been a rough week over here on my end of the world, but as usual, we keep it together as much as possible. Um, talking to the people we love. I've been having a lot of conversations, intimate conversations with friends, discussing those difficult times that I'm going through. I've been focusing a lot of my energy on just getting things out of the way so that I can have enough space and time for the other things that I love. And speaking of things that I love, today's episode is going to be slightly shorter, focusing a lot on a topic I've discussed before, but I feel like I've been thinking a lot about this week. And it's ironic because I started thinking about it very deeply exactly a week from today. Like in an hour from when I'm recording this is exactly when I started thinking about this. And you'll see what I mean. So a week ago, I went to work. And if you don't know, I work anthropology, like the store, not the department. And I love working there. My coworkers are amazing. Some of them are like around my mom's age and have daughters and sons around my age so it feels very nice to be there kind of like a a motherly maternal vibe so i talk a lot with my coworkers about you know what i'm going through school all that stuff and one of my coworkers is like super cool i was talking to her about like how it's been a stressful week like i've had a lot on my plate and i feel like I'm taking a lot of creative classes, like my architecture class, my poetry class, my, um, yeah, I think that's about it for my po- creative classes. But yeah, so basically 50% of my classes are creative and I'm taking them because I want to pursue all this creativity and like really get my design brain and my poetic brain working and in a way or another together. But I've been struggling, like really struggling to allow for that to happen due to time. So I was kind of like, just like in frustration complaining to her. She was like, I feel you. Like one of the most detrimental things to a creative is a filled up calendar. And I just let that sink in for a moment because, and oh, I forgot to mention, I did show her my calendar to prove that I was super busy. She was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, she's so right. Like my entire life, my calendar has been pretty filled. And I just sat for a second and wondered that maybe what I described to you guys before as like this writer's blog where I've not been really able to write poetry was because I've been so busy and I haven't given myself the time to just go and wander and really observe life and nature and human behavior that is truly the source for all of my poetry, at least that I've already written. So yeah, like I do experience life for the most part, I will say I'm as present as I can be given the circumstances and as observant as I can be, but it's all to serve the benefit of task at hand. It's practical observation, nothing like epiphanic observation and I've been thinking a lot about my art history class that I've taken last year and I was like wait like I've lost all the skills I've learned from that class because a lot of them are just about just stop let go of everything and just look not see look I think a lot of us learn in high school about active listening versus hearing 
you hear a conversation, but you listen to a discussion so that you can contribute. And we know the, the distinction between listening and hearing, but a lot of us don't know the distinction between seeing and really looking. And that's one thing that I've noticed is a key to creativity. So I think I've described two things so far. Number one, the fact that a really busy calendar, and as a person who's had a super filled calendar my entire life, it's detrimental to our creative brain. And number two, lack of observation, because what you see is what you base a lot of things on, what you experience also. How the grass feels, like, it's very difficult to write a poem if you've never thrown yourself on the snow and really felt what it's like. And, you know, it's just tactile, but also, like, a lot of, like, sensory, like, at least in my poetry class right now, a lot of what we're talking about is sensory descriptive language that creates this concept of image and imagery. So, yeah, that's a lot of what poetry is about, conjuring your senses. And kind of along these lines is also exploration and going beyond what is familiar. So once you become practiced in a style that you've chosen and experimented with a lot, it becomes a comfort zone. It becomes something you're familiar with. And you forget that you never found you never would have found this like style or way of writing or way of doing art if you didn't start with exploring. You started with exploring in order to come upon this style. And if you stop exploring, if that curiosity is killed, there is a lack of new novelty in your practice. And with creativity, you have to explore. It's playful. Once it becomes routine, I think there is a certain level of discipline and routine in creativity and not relying on those moments of inspiration, but kind of like cultivating a discipline where you become a person that has a reserve of inspiration and you don't wait for inspiration to come upon you. But that's something else. I think it's just a matter of Actually, let's go on with this kind of like concept. Um, this reserve of inspiration needs to be filled up. And so if you keep your reserve full, then you can keep pulling from it on the days where you are lacking inspiration. That does not mean that you need to explore every day, but you need to keep on exploring. For example, for my architecture class, I had never used acrylic as a material before. And I'm not talking acrylic paint, I'm talking acrylic like plastic. And I did not have time, really, truthfully. Um, I had five hours, but I was in line for the laser cutter. There were four people ahead of me and I had nothing to do. And I was like, well, I am gonna have to bend this plastic. So let me just like grab a bunch of scraps and start bending, see what happens, what the best way, just like do practice bends so that once I print what I need, I can do quick bend and we're done. It'll take a lot less time and I won't screw it up having to reprint, I'll save material. So I was like, okay, grab all the scraps and let's like start experimenting and exploring what an acrylic bender can do. That took me on a train of from bending to heating up and then kind of like manipulating. And I just discovered so many things with acrylic. 
as a medium that I did not know before because I have never used acrylic as a medium. So I learned so much just because I thought I was fully booked. I was fully booked. On my calendar, it was a fully booked block of time, but it just did not go the way I planned for it to go. And then I had all of a sudden these 20 to 30 minutes or actually an unknown amount of time until someone was done or some people were done with the laser cutter. And so I discovered so many things. I changed actually what I had initially planned to do. And I honestly think I went too far. Like there is a certain level of restraint that you need as creatives or else like we go completely off, like especially when we have a prompt to work with, but it did serve me at the end. And I created something that I think really scratched my brain. So if I didn't allow myself to just explore the material, I would not have gone to a place that I fully experienced creativity for the first time in a while, truly. So yeah, I think exploration is like key to any creativity and lack of exploration kills your creativity long-term. The fourth and final thing that I am, I've mentioned before, but I'm gonna go more in depth with, more in depth into now is consistency or what I previously called discipline. And so one of my favorite movies of all time is Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's this scene where Audrey Hepburn asks her co-lead about writing. He's a writer in the show. And she asks him, there's this like cute poetic moment where they're asked, they're talking about writing. Oh, do you write? When's the last time you wrote? What did you write? Kind of thing. And then she just asks, do you write every day? And that line really stuck with me. Like, even on the days where you're not inspired to write, you write. And as a result, he has not published anything but one novel because he does not write every day. And the follow-up to that line, "Did you do you write every day? She asks, today. So like, did you write, do you write every day, question mark? Today, question mark? That's like the transcription. And I think that's so, so, so crucial to a creative's art into a creative's practice. Because if you don't draw every day, if you don't write every day, and again, you just rely on this flow of inspiration, you will reach a point where you really can't write, kind of what just happened to me. You gain skill with practice. You start noticing what you can fix every single time. Like, And you can also go back and, especially with poetry, I wrote a random line on January 5th, today I'm writing my poem for a class and I'm just like, oh wait, that's a line that could totally work. Let me manipulate it slightly. And you know, you can always take lines from if you have an organized archive or like notebook, which brings me to my next thing. Oh my God, the, the I wasn't planning on talking about this, but oh my God, for a creative, you must have a notebook. Joan Didion writes, she has an essay where she talks about, uh, it's called On Keeping a Notebook. I can't remember what book it's from, but it's an essay called On Keeping a Notebook. I'm sure if you look it up, you'll find it. I had to read this from my art of poetry class in high school and it has changed the course of my life. The concept of having a notebook is so crucial to a creative because it's this resource that you can always go back to where you document your life's observation. So going back to exploration and observation, that's where you put all that stuff that you can come back to. Also, I truly, truly believe that 
what you experience on the day-to-day -day can block and unblock flow for an artist. Let me tell you what I mean. If yesterday so much drama happened, it can inspire me, but also if I'm holding a lot of grudges and guilt and my brain is consistently just thinking that, oh my God, I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have said this, could have said that, I'm so mad at this person because they did that, all of this occupies the space that you can leave blank for your brain to be curious and observant about the world. It kills a creative to not let those things out. It is a means of using your art to let go of these things, but it's also a huge killer of your creativity. An easy way of letting go of that, that's also a practice, is journaling. I like morning pages. This is also a concept that I am taking from Julia Cameron, from her book, The Artist's Way. It's just that idea. And she also has another thing. It's like a fully, uh, like basically, I guess my topic today comes from that book subconsciously, but she talks about the concept of an artist's date. She says two important practices are morning pages, which is your morning journaling, where you basically just write for three pages, longhand stream of consciousness, first thing in the morning. And the second thing is an artist date, where every week you take yourself, no one else, you take yourself on a date. You go watch a show, you go, I don't know, window, people watch window shop, walk in a forest, go on a hike. An artist's date that is creativity inducing. So yeah, let me sum up what I just said. Creativity can be killed and nurtured. You kill your creativity by filling up your time, by holding on to grudges in your mind and by leaning on what is familiar and not allowing yourself to step into new zones of creativity in other ways and also having a lack of discipline, practice, and consistency. You can also nurture creativity by doing the exact opposite and taking care of yourself, allowing space for creativity within yourself and your calendar, your schedule, your time. One thing that could be helpful is blocking out spaces of time where you just be creative. The artist's date is another one of them where you block out two hours a week or so, three hours, four hours, whatever you feel comfortable with and going out. Also really recommend reading Joan Didion's work, all of it, but also whatever book that essays from and the artist's way by julia cameron Alrighty, that's what i'll leave you guys with short episode today i gotta get going <laughs> and yeah take care as always sunday reflections make sure you do those um i skipped mine last week and i am i think it contributed to why my week has been really hectic but yeah take care be safe and love ya see you soon